I just wanted to share with you a little bit about the value of tracking the moon and why the moon is such a valuable place to go to to understand how all of us may be thinking and feeling collectively. There is a pulse, collective pulse. There is a sort of group think that we all either consciously or unconsciously participate in. Uh, Carl Jung, the great um, depth psychologist, the inventor of depth psychology, described um, this connection that we all share as the collective unconscious. And the collective unconscious speaks to us in sign and symbol, metaphor, even mythic language. And, and through these signs and symbols, etc., we can understand um, our commonality, our collective consciousness, where we're all headed as one mind, one heart, one soul even though we think that we're separate. So I like to focus on the moon every week to give a reading or, or to, to put our fingers on the pulse of what we're all feeling and to help us make sense of the, the collective emotional temperament and how it relates to um, what's happening on the, the larger scale and what's happening in our life. The moon is a great repository of impressions. So each of us has our own individual relationship with the moon. And that's indicated by where moon was transiting, which constellation, which one of the 27 Vedic moon signs or nakshatras um, at the time and the location of your birth. And that individual transit for you teaches us about how all the impressions from your prior birth come to you in this lifetime. So the moon is so amazing in that it can track not just years of life, but lifetimes of life. And in particular, that, that flavor of those lifetimes, how they're coming to us in this lifetime as our Vedic moon sign. So that's why the Vedic moon sign is so important to know and to tune in on. So every week I share a bit about the moon's wisdom with you all in my weekly moon muse. And if you're a member, as you guys are, of my uh, Vedic Astrology World Family Facebook community, you can take this opportunity to ask specific questions um, that I'll answer at the end of my comments. So this week, the moon is transiting the constellation Shravana. We begin the week with the moon in Shravana. And Shravana is such a beautiful star. It means she who listens. It's the listening star. 
It consists of three stars, which in modern astronomy are called Aquila. Aquila, A-Q-I-L-A, or it might be double L-A, Aquila the Eagle. And the, the name in modern astronomy really also relates to the um, deity that rules over Shravana in the Vedic tradition, and that's Lord Vishnu. And Vishnu's vehicle, his vahana in Sanskrit, his energetic um, transport uh, symbol is the eagle or the sometimes, well, I wouldn't say the vulture, I would say the eagle. So that symbolism also holds for the Vedic tradition as well. And um, Shravana, as Vishnu's domain, as the domain of the eagle, has to do with the, the energy of preserving. Vishnu is the preserver of the universe. And Shravana has preserving energy. So this week is a great week to begin by looking at long-term plans not necessarily short-term plans. And why do I say that? Because in the short term, right now we're dealing with, in the Vedic tradition, three big retrogrades happening. Saturn is retrograde, Mercury is retrograde, and Venus is retrograde. And this is going to last until uh, next week or actually the 6th of September when things start to um, even out and, and Venus goes direct. The first of the three starts to go direct. Um, but with all of these planets in retrograde, we can feel like our plans are stifled <laughs> or that miscommunication happens or that we're we're in a place of looking back over the past. What is the value of looking at the past? Um, my husband always tells me there is no value in looking at the past. We should only look forward. The past is over. It doesn't have any worth to us to keep dwelling on. And of course, we don't want to keep dwelling on the past. But there's some moments like what we're experiencing right now when going back to the past can actually be really valuable for the future. Uh, some traditions call this soul retrieval. Sometimes we need to close the chapter on, on experiences in our life which have not been closed and are seeping into our present reality as unresolved issues, unresolved wounds. And these moments of great retrograde, beginning with Saturn retrograde, which is causing us to review history, look back over our past and look over our past for what? Venus is retrograde. Um, 
looking over our past love mistakes, those mistakes that we made in the heat of the moment or because of passion or because of desire, that's causing regret, which is mercury retrograde. So in these moments, it's really helpful instead of looking at them as I'm, I'm stuck in the past or I'm, I'm, uh, you know, negatively attached to, to what I, you know, thought was a good idea at one time. Rather than than approaching retro, this time of retrograde in that way, we can instead look at it like, no, this is a great moment of soul retrieval. And by reviewing our past, we can actually take from it what's valuable. You know, the, speaking of which, this is so interesting. Um, as you may know, I'm in the United States and I'm staying with my elderly mom. And I just happened to find a diary that I kept as a little girl, and which is so Saturn retrograde. It's so Venus and Mercury retrograde because everything's in there. All my my longings, all my 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 initial um, feelings about love. Um, so it's a great moment of looking back, and I found this diary. And I had written, and this blows my mind, that math and science were my favorite subjects in school. That blows my mind because the way I look at it, the way I have interpreted my life is that I'm terrible at math and I can't think scientifically. I'm a metaphoric thinker. I'm an artistic right-brained kind of thinker. And yet when I was a little girl, I loved these subjects. So for me, looking back and, and seeing that I had written that is actually a great moment of soul retrieval, meaning I'm looking to the past to take something that is correcting some error in my thinking that somehow by birth, I, I, I'm terrible at logic and, and mathematics. It's not true. So this is the value of this particular moment. And in particular with the week beginning with the moon in Shravana, it allows us the opportunity to go deeper than the noise in our mind and really listen inside for the correct interpretation on the past. The interpretation on the past, which is going to provide nourishment for a positive future and an emotionally healed and happy future. So these are my thoughts about uh, this week's moon muse and the transit of the moon in the Shravana Nakshatra. Um, I'd love to hear from you Shravana people and have you tell us what your experience is like with your moon in this lovely constellation of Lord Vishnu. Um, 
actually, there's one other thing I want to say about Shravana. Um, and that is that it consists of three stars. And um, the three stars are symbolized by the three footsteps of Lord Vishnu as Vamana. Vamana is when he is incarnated as a dwarf. So Vishnu incarnates nine times. And in each one of the incarnations, he's born to slay a demon who's like overtaken the worlds and is threatening um, uh, the, the right course of things or the dharmic course of things. So Vishnu takes birth to slay that demon. So when he's born as Vamana, he's born to slay Bali, who's, you know, wreaking havoc over the earth. But Bali has a particular weakness. And that weakness is that he's overly generous. If somebody asks him something, it's really impossible for him to say no. So Vishnu, as Vamana, as the dwarf, approaches this giant Bali, which incidentally, this is a Davy and Goliath, David and Goliath kind of story from the Vedas. The demon approach is approached by the tiny little dwarf who says, um, you know, I hear you're very generous. Will you give me um, a boon if I ask you for it? Bali says, of course, what's your boon? And he says, I would like as much territory as I can cover in three strides. So Bali says, of course, you know, how much territory can you take from me? You know, in three strides, done, it's yours. So Vishnu takes one stride and he conquers this world. He takes another stride and he conquers the mid heavens. And in the third stride, he conquers the entire universe, thus defeating Bali. So why do I mention this story? And especially in terms of this retrograde um, uh, time that we're in until uh, September 6th is this, and that is sometimes it takes more than one time to get something right. So if you're in a situation where you're reviewing the past and you feel like, God, you know, I can't get this right. I can't, you know, I'm unlucky in love. I keep failing. Remember the three footsteps of Vishnu, that sometimes it takes more than one time. It takes three times to get, to get it right, to succeed at something. So take that um, with you in the week ahead, especially if you get frustrated by malfunctions or things not working out quite right. Give it at least two more shots. All right. So that was all I wanted to add on at the end. Look forward to meeting you guys all next week. Happy stargazing until then. Bye. I would love to have you join us for the upcoming Nakshatras class. Visit www.drkatiejane.com slash L-I-M retreat.